0: Today's episode is brought to you by Alliance Aviation. Whether your mission is flying in style to any of the circuits on this year's Formula One calendar or simply traveling for business, Alliance's team of aviation professionals is ready to get you from point A to point B. When you fly with Alliance as a charter customer, we deliver superior aircraft, fair pricing, and no long-term commitments. And right now, we have an ongoing promotion to save you 5% on all jet cards. Normally, a jet card can cost you $6,500 per light hour, but when you use promo code POINTS, you can save over $8,000 per check card. Use promo code POINTS and fly to the Formula One circuits in style at fly.flyalliance.us slash points. Welcome back to the In the Points podcast, the fastest growing Formula One podcast on the globe and the only podcast growing at the speed of Formula One. I am your host, Matt Dottiel, and joined, as always, are my two co-hosts, Sam Russell and Stefano Sedano. Sam, welcome back to the podcast. It's been a long time.
1: It's been way too long, Matt. Uh, Thanks for having me. I'm very excited to chit-chat with my bros, talk some F1, um, talk some love interest stuff on the grid. Um, Mm. I'm excited. This is going to be good stuff.
0: It's going to be fantastic. On the grid, off the grid, in between the grid, between the lines, outside the lines, you know, blurred lines. Um, Stefano, welcome back, man.
2: What up, Red Flag Nation? It's your boys. I am happy to take a stroll down the avenue of chat as we discuss all things F1, all things related to a certain Spaniard's love life, and everything else in between. Let's do it.
0: It's going to be great. I mean, in your wildest dreams, Stefano, have you ever thought that we would be sitting here after three weeks, only three races into the season, talking about the one, you know, how delicate the season has been. I mean, it's almost felt like it's been like a tale of two love stories, if you will. But, oh, man, I think I'm frozen.
1: Matt, I can see you. You can see me? Okay, great.
0: um, are you ready for it, Stefano? Are you ready to be back? Because hell oh, yeah, I am,
2: dude. Sam, I'm ready to. Rock, I'm ready to rock and roll. All
0: right, well, Stefano, you need to calm down, okay? Because we don't want to go back to December. Um, yeah, here we go, man. Yeah,
1: I mean, it's, with you you the know, it's innuendos. Cool yeah, let's don't say, let's blame save me, them.
0: Sam. I got some style. But guys, after the long break. There's a huge rumor on the circuit, and it is none other than Fernando El Plan Alonso and Drumroll, please. In the middle of that thought, We were cut off by technical difficulties for our our loyal listeners, so we're going to pick up that train of thought and we're going to continue on this path of, guys, big drama on the circuit. Some call it, you know, Taylor Swift and Fernando Alonso, the anti-hero, maybe a little blank space. Sam, are you going to shake it off or are are you on board for this romance or what? Yeah,
1: look, Matt, I've got sources down um, on the grid that can confirm um, Taylor and Fernando have been seeing each other. And, yeah, it's great. I I love this relationship. They're taking it slow, um, so I don't expect to see her at Baku this weekend or anything like that. But um, it's great. Uh, I think they are a match made in heaven. I think Fernando could be the one to kind of tame Taylor. Um, So, yeah, it's exciting stuff. I'm really,
0: really happy for him yeah, you know you know him all too well and her all too well. And it's you gotta think a little bit, right? Red, red flag, like l plan, T Swift. like it's it's a little fun, guys. It's making Formula One a little interesting this year. Stefano, what's your take on this?
2: I'm feeling twenty two, man. um twenty two races. I don't actually I don't even I don't know enough Taylor Swift lyrics or songs to have clever puns on but i like it uh taylor swift i believe has a house in watch hill which is in rhode island and that's not too far away from us so fernando taylor if you're listening we're local We we can hang out anytime we're really cool guys um you're both cool people um i know there's a height discrepancy between uh you and fernando all three of us have height discrepancies. We've got a lot in common. We could be really, we could be really good friends.
1: Our six degrees of separation uh, to Taylor Swift got a lot shorter wow. um, with with El plan getting in the picture. So this is great. This is a really good development for in the points. Huge. Yes. This is huge
0: for in the points for our loyal listeners. That basically means Taylor Swift is going to be on the podcast. Like that's about as as much as I could promise yep. by twenty twenty four Austin. Right after Ernie comes back on, we'll have Taylor on. Yeah, Ernie will be back. We'll get everybody back. Um guys, really long break felt like this has been one of the craziest, like I can't remember a time other than the summer breaks where it's been this much of a gap between races. And also like some stuff happened, but like really like a bunch of like a big nothing burger has gone on in the last 3 weeks. Like maybe like obviously you got the Paul plan rumor. You got Franz Toast from uh AlphaTari, apparently last season at Alphatari. I think um Ferrari guy moving over uh to Alphatari soon. Um that's a rumor and that's kind of been it. Other than Chuck LeClaire dropping a single, what do you make of that, Stefano?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, go ahead, Stefano.
0: Stefano, our, our resident Ferrari guy, is Sam's chomping at the bit for the Chuck yeah, Leclerc. I've been a lot to say. I
2: honestly, I liked it. It definitely summed up his emotional state so far, though. It was a kind of a sad song. Uh, he was asked about it uh, the other day. He was asked if he would like collab with Lewis Hamilton, of all people. And he was like, yeah, uh, if Lewis likes to sing sad songs, I'll do one with him. But otherwise, no. Um, yeah, if you like elevator music, this is your song.
0: Sam, you've got a lot of thoughts. I, I can't wait to hear what you have to say.
1: Well, Stefano is spot on. I really want a Lewis-Chuck collab. I think they could do some serious damage um, with them kind of musically going together. Um, But I can't help but feel like there's some sort of like subliminal message behind the name of the song. Like, is he planning like to win in Austria or do something crazy? Like, I don't know. Something seems like subliminal about the whole thing.
0: Oh, you thought it was Austria 23? I thought it was Australia.
1: I well, that already so. happened.
0: Yeah, I know. I thought he was reflecting on Australia, like just like oh. really sad, somber song. Yeah, maybe. Affairs. Or
1: he could be talking about Austria coming up.
0: Yeah, just an that's, ominous that's a, that's a like ways, undertone. Just like an ominous foreshadowing of like what's to come. Like
1: yeah, maybe he's going to announce he's retiring going and, re- and replacing Lewis at Mercedes that at would be wild Australia weekend.
0: Yeah, what if and he's Lewis goes his retirement?
2: Yeah, then maybe Lewis goes over to Ferrari. No, honestly I honestly can't else. see I can't see anybody else in a Mercedes replacing Lewis other than Chuck Leclerc. I feel like he's made for that car.
0: He would be so sick in that car. Yeah, he would be pretty sick in that car. I, I mean, have a car and it backs him up. Here's my question for you guys: If you put Lewis in the Ferrari that Chuck Leclerc is in, does anything change for Ferrari? No. Yeah. Oh, all right. Please have the debate. I mean, look, I I think I
1: – look, I love Charles Clare. Like, I love him. I'm a big fan of his. But let's not kid ourselves and not admit that he's made some mistakes that Lewis never makes, ever, over the past two years. He's had some bad luck, sure, but so has Lewis. Lewis had really bad luck, huh, very bad luck. I just think Lewis's, at this point in their careers, is is a – just a better overall driver um, and does not make those kind of young like kid mistakes that we've seen Leclerc make over the past two years. So yeah, I do think that it would be a little different. And I think you'd see that Ferrari. I mean, Charles Leclerc's got like five points this
0: year. Yeah, I know. And I'm wondering, do you think Lewis is that much better than Chuck or is the car that bad?
2: It's a combination of a lot of things. The car itself is not that great. In addition to, and I've been saying this for a while, Ferrari seems to be really conservative with the strategy calls. It's almost like they're taking to the grid without the ambition of winning, but just of like just finishing at this point and without any controversy whatsoever. So when you have that kind of culture and mindset behind you, it's kind of hard to put some consistent performances together. And let's not let's not forget, Chuck has shown some pace. He's just had some really, really rotten luck this year so far.
0: Yeah, it's it's true. He's had some pretty bad luck. Um, but, like, I don't know, guys. I feel like Lewis is great. I think Max is great. I just don't think if you put either of them, the Ferrari, much changes. I think it's just Yeah, a, I, I agree all with all you, Matt. Insane. Yeah, I, I disagree. Let's not forget,
2: too. Uh, Lewis was not immune to mistakes earlier on in his career, too. He's is kind Chuck of... I agree. Stefano, Stefano, I agree with what you just
1: said. And that's my point. It's like, yeah. now Lewis is later on in his, in his career and doesn't really make those mistakes. Is Chucky yeah, no,
0: early he's, on he's in his career? career? If, yeah, his
1: career. fairly. He's fairly early on in his career.
0: I feel like he's when been, he's been on the grid done. for like five or six years.
1: Yeah, that's early on in his career.
0: I mean, by the time, fifth or sixth year for Lewis, he was winning world championships.
2: Uh, I think the second year he won a world championship. Yeah,
0: so like you can't be like... Like if this was like Chuck, like his rookie season, but like, well, like you can't you that, can't that, compare again, everything
2: to Lewis.
1: Like it's relatively speaking, like he's one of the, if not the best driver of all time. Like for, that,
2: for... and if we put things into perspective, uh, Chuck Leclerc came into a Ferrari project that was very much like, like a nearly there type of thing. Uh, nobody really expects a whole lot. Like we all every year we say Ferrari are in the mix, Ferrari are in the mix, and then they put up a stinker of a year when lewis began his career mclaren were like the force to be reckoned with them and ferrari at the time so you put lewis into like a world beater of a car he's obviously going to have a, a good couple of years and also this speaks to how good mclaren were at the time when he switched over to mercedes everybody was like really really questioning the move because mercedes were like a. Like a like a middle of the table sort of like almost backmarker team. Yeah, uh, if we put it into into perspective, it was like, God, I don't even know anything about the NFL. Like leaving the Patriots for someone who's not as good as the
0: Patriots. Got it. Yeah, the current Patriots. Yeah, that was
2: that was a really good comparison.
0: Yeah.
1: Thanks,
2: man.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I could see a driver swap. I just can't like get my head around the fact that. Chuck Leclerc is out there, like creating songs, you know, mm-hmm. in his spare time. I mean, he, I, know no, guys, man, I know you guys, you guys aren't it's a big a Max guy, but it's
1: a testament how long the stupid break was. I mean, that I'm was the other sure... thing I want to say. This felt like longer than the summer break. Oh, but it's, it's, break. It's, it's, it's it's been atrocious. How long? It's
0: a joke. been atrocious. It's a joke. I just no. I I compare it to like Verstappen doing hours and hours and hours on his sim and doing sim racing and online racing, and you got Chuck LeClaire playing piano. Like, who wants it more? Like, you can hate him as much as you want, but when push comes to shove, like, who's putting in the work? Would you rather a driver on your team that's, like, doing sim racing day in, day out, all night, every day, like, eat, sleeping, breathing, racing? Or do you want some guys, like, you know, tickling the ivories and playing piano and making, like, sad songs titled A U S? -S 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 23 like like I I, how like I I get it Sam you hate Max you the guy you think he's a spoiled brat but like push comes to shove you want your driver like being tough on the grid and a prick or do you want him like writing sad stories on in songs on the piano yeah, I
1: mean, I'd rather if, like, I would bet on Max Verstappen to win over Charles Leclerc. Like, I don't know what you want me to say.
0: I don't really, that's all. Max I is know.
1: a better driver than Charles Leclerc.
0: Yes, correct. I agree. Oh, I actually didn't even, I was just more making a comment about, like, who's writing sad piano songs? I mean, they everyone,
1: everyone has spends their free time on, differently. I yeah. Like, I mean, like, we don't, have a weird hill to die on, Matt. <laughs>
0: yeah. I
1: love his music.
0: Yeah, I think yeah. well, I mean, guys, like I don't know what to say. Um
2: I mean, we know that Charles is like an emotional kind of guy. He likes to get in touch with his his emotional side. We see a lot of that in like some of the pictures taken of him where he's always just sort of sad and and wistful.
0: Yeah. And not- or in some of the team radios where he forgets it's on, you know, it's it happens, right? Like yeah, no words. Yeah. No words.
2: He's just a a very emotional tiny human
0: guys here's what i have to say about the last three weeks to your point sam for as long of a break as this has been it's almost alarming how little there is to talk about with what's going on in the formula Matt, before world.
2: before we get into that i want to have a point after you're done <laughs> yeah put uh, me down to a, that sounds like a
0: segue it. for the point you want to make now
2: actually yeah screw your point i want to sort of highlight um why we had this break it's because a race was canceled and you'd think that uh the organization that the fia is and that formula one is would have like a contingency plan to replace a race there's plenty of uh grade one tracks available that are vacant uh around that time i don't see why There aren't plans in place that could, you know, fill in a gap if one arises. Not that they show up all that often, but we live in a weird world. Weird things happen, and weird things did happen.
0: It's a great point, Stefano. Like, all right, a couple things happen, races get canceled, whatever, things happen. Like, how is there not, like, an alternate track route for something like this, right? Like, there's, what, 23, 24 weeks on the calendar? There you've got, like, I think... There's rumors Valtteri Bottas is buying one of the tracks in Finland to redo it, so that way they can actually race stuff on there. You've got uh, Germany with an open track. You've got France that has two tracks. Like
2: Not only that, but we were in Australia. Malaysia's right above Australia. Right above
0: it. Like I get it that there's like a lot of time, energy, effort, and dollars that have to be invested to get these races done and on track. But like, how do you not have a backup? Like, hey, Malaysia, you're on – like. Like
2: you're on standby in you're on case
0: standby one we'll day we'll finance it, we'll do something. Or like in during COVID, they raced two races in Austria back to back. Like, why don't you just do another race in a different on the same track? Like re-race Austria. Or do like I, I don't know. Like it's it's crazy to me that we don't do it. But instead, Stefano, instead, what the FIA has decided they would like to do in F1 and and in the CEO, Dominicali has said we're going to do now two qualifyings this weekend and we're going to totally change up the format that everyone has come to know and love, which is testing sprints. By the way, the sprint races were like tests to see if this could be a good idea and work. You qualify for the sprint, the sprint sets the grid, the grid, you go race. And first off, if anyone who's been following this podcast remembers, we had an issue with the format because you would do a practice, qualifying a practice and then the sprint and then the race, which made like virtually no sense whatsoever because once you enter qualifying, you are park firme, and you couldn't make any tweaks in FP2. So it rendered FP2 almost useless. And now instead what we're doing is we're just going to do practice qualifying for the sprint qualifying for the race, the sprint, and then the race like guys,
2: Matt, I think it's even worse. I think qualifying for the race is before qualifying for the sprint.
0: Which makes literally no sense. I don't understand. What are they doing? This makes logically no sense. So now we just basically have created two races in one weekend for why? What Sam, what is it's the purpose of the-
1: Yeah, I mean, it's the weekly what in the world is F1 doing? I mean, it happens every single week. Something comes out that it's like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And they continue to outdo themselves with these just boneheaded moves. It's also like quite alarming how they can just change the rules of the season, like in the middle of the season on a drop of a hat. Like the season already started. How are we changing, like totally drastically changing the rules of this like feature of the season? a week before it happens i, I don't even Sam, are you it's that crazy. surprised that
0: we're changing no the nothing surprises me anymore nothing not surprises surprised. me it's just another case in point of just rules that don't really exist there are like, no
1: rules with f1 they just make them up as they go
0: make them up as they go you're they're they're building the plane as they're flying it it feels like It the sport's been around for decades but yet it still feels like every single week we're building the plane as we're flying Oh. It's like they
1: it's like they want to optimize their product and like make it this global like incredible phenomenon and it's possible to do it but they're doing it on the fly and like in piecemeal things and they're doing it wrong. It's, it's doing just doing it wrong.
2: Yeah.
0: It's it's, it's, crazy it's idiotic that,
2: that an organization that big with as many sort of like data analytics folks as they probably have doesn't see the numbers like the viewership figures for these sessions that we already have i mean granted some of the fp uh the free practice sessions probably don't pull in a huge amount of views and that's well, probably maybe if liberty
0: media fixed the camera positions we would and tune in more. Of,
2: speaking of that <laughs> a little bit of a, a little bit of a tangent i found a few like old races in their entirety on youtube recently and i've been watching them and for for what we like lam- like lament about modern formula one i will say it was a it was a pain in the ass watching old races because you know what Stefano
0: no I understand energy. that and I'm gonna have to cut you off right there I understand you there however we live in 2023 where we have the age of technology at our fingertips and you have some of the most data and most cameras in any given sport across all different types of sport between camera how like camera visor cams. The cameras on top of the car, cameras on the wings of the car, cameras on the the uh, front wings of the car, cameras on the pedals of the feet, cameras probably in their, like, inside their jumpsuits, cameras on the pit wall, cameras in the sky, cameras in drones, cameras, uh, literally cameras everywhere. And there's no excuse now. I don't care that in 1999 some, like, Brit with a camera on his shoulder was like mm, catching the cars as he goes by. It's 2023. There's cameras on the guy's shoes. And yet, like, we're getting videos of guys battling for 20th when guys are overtaking for p P1. Yeah, so, it's, almost
2: a case, it's almost a case of uh, too spoiled for riches right now. There's no
0: happy medium anymore. They got complacent. And I think that yeah. the problem is that they're – the viewership is growing faster than they know what to do with. And yeah. they can't they don't have the right people to put them in the right position to maximize this opportunity that Netflix has pretty much like gifted them.
2: What would you say is your least favorite uh camera angle?
0: The drone camera angle from yes. Coda.
2: Yes, just the drone cameras in general fucking suck.
0: Terrible because they're operated like monkeys. They're just like hanging and flying in the air. It's disgusting.
2: Yeah, there's no correlation between the direction the drone is flying and where the camera is actually pointed to. Exactly. It's just like uh, it's most like
0: swinging around vines. It doesn't make yeah, any sense. Yeah, most of
2: the time it's just pointed at the sky.
0: Yeah, exactly. Or it's like it's being inverted and you're like looking at Fernando from like the, an angle in a wide angle lens. Anyway.
2: Shambles. Yeah.
0: I mean, so – Sam.
2: I'm not a fan of the new format.
0: (laughs) I'm not a fan of the new format. I I think we're an anti-new format podcast.
1: Uh, Yeah, I would say so.
0: Yeah, I I actually was, I think if you go back and replay some of the old tapes, I think I was like an anti-Sprint format. Like, I think the way they had that FP1 set up and then qualifying, I hated that. I think I was on record saying that that format stunk. This format's 10 times worse. At least
1: they're still a Sprint. At least there's yeah, still the sprints, a sprint. The sprints are cool. The sprints are cool. Sprint means kind of nothing now, though. And you kind of, oh, yeah, it does totally kind of mean nonsense. nothing. But at least we get kind of we get two qualifiers now, which is kind of exciting. Yeah. No, like,
2: they're, but,
0: they're, it's not exciting. Whatever. It's still
1: just fun to see them like actually like try to like beat each other.
0: Yeah, I guess. You're saying more racing is better than less racing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just being optimistic.
1: Yeah, We'll see how it goes this weekend. We're going to be locked in. I'm going to watch We'll it. be I'm locked in. Watch I'm watch every single part of this weekend. So, well, the reviews will be in.
2: Oh yeah, we will I won't be able to. We'll, Why? For... What time is qualifying tomorrow? It's like 9 a.m. Yeah, I'll be at work.
1: Yeah, well,
2: well watch on your phone. The sprint uh, shootout.
1: Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm what's the sprint the shootout? That's,
2: that's the shitty thing about these new formats is like okay. for, people, for people that can't watch on their phone, you can't Wait watch qualifying second. live anymore. Wait a second. Okay. So
1: I we have formats, we, yeah. we have the race qualifying on Friday. So yeah, it's that's like, bad. so practice one is five thirty in to t- a.m. tomorrow morning, and then qualifying at nine a.m. And then on Saturday, the sprint shootout, which I guess is the new qualifying for the sprint, is at four thirty a.m. And, and then, then the sprints, one... at, sprints at nine thirty a.m. This and is then racing seven a.m.
0: So <laughs> What's the wait, Sam? So, what? sprint Wait, shootout man what's the sprint shootout
2: that's the like, new it's like, a tru-
0: it's like a truncated I, it's almost like i know like that a i call. mean what is the format for determining the grid for the sprint i think
1: it's um i think it's just a uh abbreviated uh, qualifying thing So there's it's no like
0: great. Q1, Q2, Q3 No, there is, just... there, oh, is there is There, there is, is But the time there is A the t- the time short Oh, so it's like it's a, Oh, jeez so I kind basically... of lo- love it To be honest I think it's kind <laughs> of A new format No, oh, I mean, well Hey, basically, any uh, Any uh, McLaren sponsors Of the week For us to do this week Any McLaren New sponsors coming out. Meanwhile, the sponsor of the week uh, segment is sponsored by Alliance Aviation. And shout out, uh, shout out Chris from Alliance Aviation. He is racing in the Laguna Seca soon. Shout out, Chris. Shout out, Chris. Got a sweet new livery for their car. It's going to be incredible. Chris, all time listener, big time fan, um, co sponsor of the podcast. And um friend of the podcast shout out Chris can't wait to see you on track kind of a a pretty interesting story a little preview for what's to come in a couple of weeks we're going to be spotlighting Chris on the podcast um He's just a, a grinder guy. Gets in the car. He is fast. He is just really really quick. A um, couple videos of him driving a Lamborghini. But we're excited for him. Good luck in Laguna. I'm looking forward to having you on the podcast soon. Um, the you sponsor of the week, Sam. Any new sponsors? Yeah, for... no, we
1: do. We've got a we've got a new partnership. You'll never believe this, but <laughs> McLaren seven hours ago um, announced a new partnership with uh, Alpha Pop you Pop- Propulsion Technologies. Yep, and sounds like a good one for them. McLaren applied as partner with Alfie to enhance EV packaging, efficiency, and driving dynamics. So that wow. is the McLaren Partnership of the Week.
0: Hell yeah, man. Wow, McLaren Partner of the Week. Well, it can't, write writes itself sometimes. Stefano, over to you for the Baku track preview, man. All
2: right. And as spring break is finally over, We are back to racing after nearly a month of waiting. This weekend takes us to the enchanted capital city of Baku in Azerbaijan, as we await a sprint and a Grand Prix one-two punch to get us back into the swing of things. In case you to catching up, Max Verstappen won what ended up being a wacky Australian Grand Prix to put him in a commanding lead early in the season. Fernando is doing his damnness to keep pace and bring the fight to the Red Bull, and we, along with his new pop star Flame, cannot wait to see him tackle the next circuit. And what a circuit it is! The Baku City Circuit is a monster of a track, at 6 kilometers long, complete with 20 turns and two DRS zones to take advantage of some long straights. Last season saw the Red Bulls on parade, as they took a dominant 1-2 with Max taking the top step of the podium. And frankly, it's looking hard to bet against them doing the same this year. Unless a certain wisecracking Spaniard has anything to say about it. And no, we're not talking about Carlos Sainz.
0: Ooh. As
2: always, there is plenty to look forward to, as the long wait is finally over. So be sure to get yourself some pluv and wash it down with an aeron, because this is the Azerbaijan
0: Grand Prix. Yeah, Baku, man. Wow, wow, Baku, man. Big fan of the track, uh... Where do we even begin, man? Baku is like a I, it's one of my favorites to be honest on the calendar. I think we talk about it every year, like just the castle, the street circuit, the long, it's one of the longest fastest straights on the calendar, couple oh, DRS zones, full stop. Huh? one of the longest tracks full stop yeah it's crazy it's really cool uh, it
1: might be the best sector two uh on the calendar i think so i i one think the, it might cra- be like so. one of the
2: craziest like tight turns going to like turns like i think turn 8 is when they go up the hill to the castle yeah yeah and that yeah. one is like a, a scary, great turn. scary turn it
0: is it's that's that's tight that's like racing in a cage i love um, this track i don't know how they get the car through that I don't either. They the cars get bigger and bigger, and the track gets smaller and smaller. So go figure. But um, yeah, I'm super pumped. I, I'm just excited to have racing back. It's going to be really cool this weekend to watch these guys getting these cars around track. Um, what's there to say about Baku? You know, like what what's there to say? I mean, it's one of the the coolest visuals on the grid. Um, Last year was pretty crazy. A
2: modern street circuit should be.
0: It is. Yeah. It was crazy last year, though, because this is the one where I think um, the porpoising was so bad on some of the guys. Isn't this the race last year where Lewis, like, limped out of the car and was, like, holding his back? And he was, like, in so much pain because it was just so, like, it was just really, really rough when the porpoising was coming into full effect. Um, Hopefully that doesn't happen this year because that was pretty scary. Like how bad that is on these guys' backs and just kind of appreciate how much pain and how much these guys put their bodies through week in, week out. Um, so, yeah, I mean, what's there to say about Baku? Um, pretty excited for it. Early morning sessions, 530. I know Sam will be up grinding over the data, um, yep. putting together matchup bets for the weekend. Um you know, Sam, any any lines for this week for for Sam's bets as we think ahead to the weekend?
1: Uh, no, not really. Uh wow. You know, I, I'll say this, Matt. I'll be heavy in on the matchup bets, but we're coming out of this break, and there's so much uncertainty with what all these packages that teams are bringing. Yeah. You know, sometimes you just got to lay off. Um, and we we preach responsible gaming here. I'm not gonna, just going to throw out some lines there. that yeah. – I don't feel good about and I think there's a lot of uncertainty coming out of this little break we've all heard about all these different concept changes um, you know all, all these upgrades that these teams have been planning around this race we're totally. finally going to see them which I'm really excited about um, we got some good insight um, from some uh, reporters who were in the grids uh, in the paddock today and saw some really interesting things for some of these cars yeah. so um, it's going to be crazy to see what all these cars look like this
0: week I totally agree. I mean, it's it's really difficult to, to come out of the break and actually have a pulse on things, to your point. Like, it, sometimes the best bet you can make is no bet at all, and just kind of observing and seeing what's gonna happen. I mean, you know, because y- I could almost guarantee a scenario where Probably Red Bull's heavy favorite, but maybe Mercedes has found something and maybe there's a reliability issue. Maybe the, the car has been sitting in too much and it hasn't been, you know, used and there's got a couple things. New format this weekend too. So teams aren't gonna be able to dive into the data and use three free practices to really calibrate the setup. So this is a lot this is a this is a big weekend, a lot of uncertainty. But Sam, what I think it will tell you, there's gonna be a ton of data and information for you to really calibrate these matchup bets. So everyone yep. tune in Saturday uh, after, after I guess, I was going to say qualifying, but I guess there's like three qualifying this weekend. So tune after in A Saturday qualified. for the, the lines for the matchup bets. Um, who knows what that's going to look like. But shout out, Sam. Um, guys, we got to do what we've been doing, which is predictions. We've done predictions for the first three races. For our loyal fans, we do uh, predictions in the early part of the week. We do it before I was going to say free practice one through three, but again, new format. Tune in. New format. Can't say it again. New format. But... Is it a new same, format Matt? same format for the in the points guys the only podcast to predict the race winners before the cars are seen on circuit we pick the podium we for one through three we pick the pole position and we are in a very heated battle season-long race for the golden ass the golden ass will be awarded to the host co-host with the most correct race win predictions so far, yours truly leading the pack with I think two of the three races predicted correctly. Yep. You um, picked Max on every single one. Yep. So well, I mean, <laughs> you know, go figure who's who's winning, who's winning the race. If you pick the race winner, it doesn't matter who who you pick, so long as you pick the winner. Like so far Max is the only one who's won. Um so Stefano, why don't you kick us off? You did the race preview, you got the golden ass. Why don't you kick us off? Who do you got on poll and who do you got on the podium positions?
2: I got Max Verstappen on pole. It's really hard to bet against either of the Red Bulls, and Max just has the edge over Checo at the moment. Um, I think for the podium, it's... uh, I don't want to pick Max, but I'm going to have to because I want that golden ass. I'm an ass man. I'm an ass man. I like him gold, and I want to win. So I'm picking Max to win the race. I'm picking Fernando to make a bit of a jump and get to the second step on the podium. Um, and I mean, uh, I'm going to pick Lewis Hamilton. To oh, yeah. the step. Wow, oh, so Lewis. we're
0: seeing a three team podium this weekend.
2: Yeah. I think, I think that's one of the, the
0: first, first, first times we've time. had it this year.
2: Yeah. Uh, it's going to, the way things are shaping up, this these like multi-team podiums might be a little bit rare it might yeah. just be red bull and aston
0: martin on all the podiums for the rest of the season um but it's a That's long much, one to not happen. three world champions standing on stefano's top steps this weekend pretty interesting um so i like that prediction i mean you want that ass so maybe you'll i like get it i like um, it. i like Sam. my asses Yeah, Sam, give us your uh, poll and and, uh, podium predictions.
1: So, uh, interestingly enough, a lot of similar names in my predictions that i just heard from Stefano. Go figure. I have Fernando Alonso on poll. Um, And I just, hear me out. I don't think this track suits Red Bull the way some other tracks do. I don't think it allows them to really open that wing up and, and really take advantage of their insanely elite uh, straight, straight line speed. There are some straights there, but I don't know if you guys heard, they shorten the DRS zones. I just don't think think that it's going to suit them the way some other tracks do. So I just don't think their Red Bull is going to be as dominant this week. As we've seen in the past, I got Fernando Alonso on pole. winner of the race. I have Lewis Hamilton. I think Mercedes makes that. Leap wow. this week. I think we see a different Mercedes car. I think they've been in the lab. I think they've been eyeing Baku and I think we're going to see a different Mercedes car. And I think we're going to see Mercedes on Monday. We're going to be talking about Mercedes has officially re-entered themselves into the championship race. Um, and I think Lewis Hamilton gets the win. Um, I think Max Verstappen will be on second and second. And I think Fernando Alonso will round out the podium. Wow. Three champions, different three orders.
0: Champions. So similar prediction to Stefano, just different order, order of Correct. operations guy. Correct. Um, yeah. I mean, what's there to say? Right. I think, listen, this one's a tough one because I think this is the, the time of the season where we're going to see wind tunnel time start to close a little bit of a gap here. I think we've had three weeks now. Aston Martin will definitely have been maximizing their wind tunnel time, knowing that in a couple months it'll be reset for the summer break. So I'm leaning with similar vibes you guys are. I think Aston Martin is going to be a lot closer to this Red Bull car this weekend. They have been very good in twisty bit sections of the track, they've had pretty good straight line speed, not as good as Red Bull, but they've been pretty comparable. So I still think you're going to see a a Max Verstappen on pole. However, I am going to buck my trend of Max Verstappen to win. Wow. I'm going to give a Fernando Alonso. Sam, I was leaning this way before you even said it, but I'm going to go with a Fernando Alonso race winner. Or you said like Lewis. You, um, I'm going to go with a Fernando Alonso race winner, Max Verstappen P2, and I think Lewis Hamilton P3. So I'm within wow. the – Same boat as you guys were. Um, I just think this might be the weekend where I I just, I agree with you. I don't think, I think this track does suit Red Bull. However, I don't think them not having two free practice sessions benefits Red Bull. I think Red Bull is a team that benefits from three free practices because they can test out a lot of different things. And if they get it somewhat, maybe slightly wrong for the weekend, they're going to be basically comparable with with Aston Martin. I do think that their setup guys are much better than most. Uh, I think Mercedes's setup guys are very good. I think they can tinker and play with the car exactly right and take two free practices away from Max. I think it's going to be a little bit trickier for them to get the setup right. And that car, I think, does need three free practices to get the optimal setup. So I don't think that we're going to see anything crazy like indicating that I'm not agreeing with you, Sam. I don't think we're going to see Mercedes re-entering themselves into the championship fight. But I think this weekend's going to be a lot closer, given the breaks and given the new format, than most people would have expected. So, in well, well, the points, all guys, the same all podium—that's
1: wild. Ah, uh-huh. yeah, we all the same podium. That's
2: that's a first, I think.
0: I think it is, but yeah, all three one of, of us, has us... To, One of us is going to get
2: the order entirely correct, I think,
0: or none of us get it correct. I did it already. Ba- in Bahrain,
2: but, I think he was
1: talking about this week. But oh yeah, around. one of
0: us will get it right. And in in, uh, Bar- in Baku, but um, guys, guys. I mean, what's what's there to say? Uh, you know, we'll see if the the podium is is filled is, is all is filled in red um, with Taylor Swift's new love interest, maybe taking his first race victory of the season, or maybe we'll see a Lewis Hamilton first race victory in what 26 races since since uh what was the since last time Lewis the won? driver's
1: championship stolen from him
0: first race win since saudi arabia 2022
2: i think or is this just gonna one. be another max
0: train we're gonna have to tune in this weekend find out it's gonna be electric uh the best part about us dropping this podcast tonight on thursday is where are you, right now, guys, we're less than 12 hours away from free practice one. Set Fuck your yeah. alarms. Set your alarms. Hell yeah, brothers. Um, guys, final thoughts heading into Baku race weekend.
1: I'm so excited to watch some racing.
2: Hell yeah. Yep. I am so excited to watch some current racing. I've had enough of watching 20- and 30-year-old races on YouTube. Let's watch the Azerbaijan Grand Prix.
0: Hell yeah. I got one last final thought for our listeners back home. You should. I wish you could see Sam's jacket right now. He is sporting a very fresh, very sweet, no, this is not a promo for In The Points Gear. This is a Aston Martin pit boss windbreaker. Sam looks just as sharp, if not more sharp, than Lawrence, Lawrence. Stroll himself if he were to enter the grid. And Sam, that jacket's going to look pretty freaking tight when we're in austin hell yeah brother
1: hell yeah brother fire, fire it up.
0: up fire it the hell up
1: broom broom